everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in recovery part eight today is june 15th 2020 and you are loved and that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers at the beginning of each and every single one of our sessions if this is your first time joining us consider going to youtube.com indoor adventures where you can find the vods of all of the games that we have played onto this channel thus far or if you are more of an audio cast inclined person you can find us anywhere where audio casts are being made available for free under the same moniker Speaking of things that are being made for free, we also have an after show called Nights in the Courtyard that we like to do, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other, that is being posted at our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash indooradventures, you can find that podcast also being currently made for free. Uh, and I say being made for free because I'm not paying for it. You guys are making it self-sustaining instead. So hey, congrats. We have gotten to the point of this series where people like Koss subscribing to the Twitch channel, thank you Koss, are helping pay for things like Adobe, things like Pretzel, things like Zoom. It's incredibly helpful and I honestly appreciate it because anything else that we earn then goes right back into assets for the channel so that way we can get new backgrounds, new busts, new art, that sort of thing. It is a wonderful time. And speaking of places that also include wonderful times, we have a merch store set up. So if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got throw pillows, we got shower curtains, we got all sorts of incredible things ready at your disposal. And of course, we also now have Tiamat blessing face masks because with all of the things going on outside, well, we felt like it was, you know, a service to you guys to be able to provide something that will keep you safe outside as well as promotes Tiamat because who doesn't need to know about that awesome Dragon Bay? Remember, no that... case, no case. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, that's it for my spiel. So, hey, RJ, who are you playing tonight? Hey everybody, I'm RJ, and I'm playing Kaelm, the Shatterkai Wizard Cleric, and also Albergine, the Asimar Warlock Barbarian. Hello everyone, I'm back! It's LB, and I'm playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. Happy Pride! Hoi! It's me, Cyber, coming at you looking like a full chipmunk. Uh, I am playing Arshan, the Draconian Ball of Anxiety and Self-Loathing. Be him. Hi everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be playing as Coriander, the Elgin Paladin. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off. We started off the session with a group of Red Dragons and Gith Yankee cornering your group in on top of the body of a creature known only as the Dying One. It was then that you were all taken to the city of Tunarath, where Kale, uh, you were then put in front of Queen Vlacketh, the Lich Queen of the Gith Yankee, who is abide who while abiding by an ages long. Uh, treaty of sorts with Tiamat said that she would be willing to help out your dear friend Caleb recover from the situation that he was currently involved in and in uh in exchange she would ask for your help 
in recovering some of the Githyanki youth that were stranded on one of the, uh, on a material plane, one of the worlds that uh, they had set up as a stronghold to face off against the Mind Flayer menace. It was at this point that Gwen, you decided that you were going to stay behind with your dear companion, Calum, because goddammit, you weren't going to be separated from him again and possibly risk him being turned into something or captured again uh al you arjan and cory ended up flying off with the red dragon known as rasa through the dragon caves where you were all able to recover and then proceeded to board onto a large interplanar vessel that went towards the material plane uh you ended up recovering these githyanki youth and made your way back to the city of tunarath and as you arrived uh rasa ended up meeting up your group to let you know that calum has awoken and that is where we are going to actually start off today's session uh calum last time we had played you were regaining memories from your time in the dark uh, under the service of Father Linar. And it is at this point that your eyes shoot open and you are in a strange room and you see that Gwen is currently kind of sitting up on a chair. Uh, Gwen, make a... I, would, I don't even say you need to make a constitution roll at this. There's something that you've noticed, Gwen, uh, which is that while in this place... Time's passage doesn't really hold any kind of meaning to you. I'm getting an error message saying that the stream has disconnected. It's attempting to reconnect. Uh, so we're just going to keep going because we have the record button going on somewhere separate. And if anybody misses anything, uh, that's a reason to check us out later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're uh, super choppy on my end. Thanks, Twitch. You're a peach. Um, and so, Gwen, you've noticed that you are not hungry, you don't feel any kind of real bodily uh, aches or pains, and, uh, you have watched as a series of these Githyanki medics have come in and each one uh, will like put a hand onto Calum's head, put a hand onto their own. And then they, and when you've asked, this is how they are administering their healing. There's not much that they can do physically for him as with their general check, nothing physically seems to be wrong, but they know that your friend is deep within himself in terms of his psyche so they are just in the process of bringing him back out and Calum, a lot of your resurfacing of memories are these gif currently just pulling you to the surface to be back into the present of your own person and so this is after a period of uh gwen you know it's been a little bit of time since the last medic came in again unless you are like counting things out personally the passage of time is very very few and far between mm -hmm. so you see calum begin to stir uh what would you like to do 
uh, Gwen, like, she was leaning back in the chair and had it, like, she was passing the time by balancing herself and trying to, like, stay on two legs. And she immediately kind of, like, pops forward and she, like, jumps on the bed next to him, like, not directly over him, but pretty close. Okay. So, Calum, when your eyes shoot open, you are in this strange white room. Uh, you are wearing very loose-fitting clothes in this very nice, uh, almost ostentatious bed, and you see this form leaping through the light towards you. Uh, what would you like to do? It is making unintelligible noises. Do I spot the door to the room? You do. Is it open? It is. Blessing of the Raven Queen out of there. Okay. And when you, Blessing of the Raven Queen, make a dexterity save for me. You know this is my worst stat. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Back to form. Natural one. Excellent. So, Calum, as you, Blessing of the Raven Queen, out of this door... From your back are four very large, very powerful looking wings. And as you go to move forward, they are cumbersome and definitely meeting with wind resistance as you try and go forward. And you end up just sort of tripping over the fact that it feels like you are almost running through water with these large, heavy things coming off the sides of your back and you just immediately fall towards the ground. Gwen, as you tried to leap towards Calum, he just looked at you with utter shock and panic and bamfed. And then you hear a (laughs) clattering sound as this winged boy collapses onto the ground, covered in this shadow armor. And then the armor begins to dissipate and the wings also just seem to turn to ash on his back and dissipate as well. It's uh, like a cat in a paper bag as he's struggling with his wings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to detangle himself. Yeah. Gwen's gonna, like, move over to him and, like, kind of, like, stand in front of him and put her arms up. He's like, whoa, 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 hey! Okay, big guy. Caleb, Best your friend, Gwen! As Gwen is saying this, looking down the hallway, you can see that there is this reptilian looking humanoid wearing these long white robes that have their hands steepled in front of them and they have like uh like slicked back reddish hair and almost like these thick red sideburns that are coming down as well and they just look at you curiously and begin making their way towards you down this hallway He uh, throws an arm back and that arcane weave energy starts collecting inside of it. No! Gwen's gonna punch him. (laughs) Okay. Caleb, make a wisdom save. 25. Okay. Uh, You see this individual raise a hand and you hear in your head... Please calm down. We are not your enemy. And you feel this spell wash over you. And they just give you this very, like, concerned look. Like, be calm. 
get away from me. Hey, whoa, whoa, step back, step back, step back. Hey, hey, Caleb, look at me. You remember me? He looked towards Gwen. How do I know you're real? Um, I don't know. We can fucking find out. And Gwen, when you are looking at Calum, he looks weathered. His skin is a little bit tighter against his body. You can see that there's some of these rather gnarly looking veins that seem to come up his neck to the lower part of his jaw that extend down towards the edges of his eyes. And there is a lack of luster to his Shadarkai black eyes. Mm-hmm. But as he had used this magic, you see that those veins almost begin to softly glow. Look, you can go anywhere you want. Just please let me come with you. I'm not going to try and keep you here. But, like, I don't actually know where here is, like, in the big scheme of things. So, like, just let's go together if you want to get out of here. The spell in his hand fizzles and he drops to a knee. And the figure at the end of the hall says, I mean you no harm. You're not being very helpful, sir. I am a doctor. Yeah, I know. Can you just give us five minutes, please? It is advised that you rest. And they will just then stand at the edge of the hallway, Mm -hmm. not stepping any further, but just making sure that their patient is not doing anything drastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do I have? Do you remember me? You'll reach out a hand and touch her cheek, then pinch it really hard. Ow. I was kind of joking about the sex thing, but I mean, if you're, I mean, no, no, you need to heal, Caleb. You said we, you didn't know where we were. Well, not really. I mean, like, I know we're in the hospital with this gift Yankee, but, like, we're kind of on a different plane of existence. So. What was the last thing I remember before going under? Before going under which time? Like, your friends beating you in the library going under? Like... Okay, uh, you have recollections of basically the events from the laboratory to the old temple to opening the door to then being inside the library. There is a a sharp cutoff where the door opened and when you had stepped in versus when your friends had entered. Daggers up to his feet and walks back into the room. Yeah, that's a good idea. Gwen follows him. The Githyanki will follow behind. 
do I have? Did I even prep that? Nope. So tell me something about us that only you would know. That only I would know? Okay. Um I use collective us, not you right, and I. Right, right. You tried to run away like the the second night we were together and I had to tackle you outside like I had jumped out of a window to tackle you. You sit down on the bed. Well, I'm trying to think of when you were there or not. I um, wait, were you there when we talked to to Thordak? Nope. <laughs> nope. What's the what's the other dragon? Arask? <laughs> Arask? When I was hitting on Arask? No, that was Cory. Hmm. And Calum, as Gwen is trying to come up with memories that the two of you would obviously share and be able to commiserate on, looking out of this room that you are in, there is a window that extends outward. And you see before you almost a familiar sight. When you have been to Saloon's library and you are standing on the plateau and you gaze outward, you see the vast expanse of the Elemental Royal and the effects that it has on the Astral Sea as a whole. And looking out, you see that you are... You can feel yourself physically here, but this is the this is very similar to the land that you go to when you dream. And from your vantage point, you see that there are ships floating in midair. There are red dragons flying about without causing any kind of great distress or harm below. This is a very strange place from what you are used to. Just continue look out the window, being quiet. There was that one time where I played the flute in a field and you kind of sat next to me after we left your uh, uh, off constantly friends. And she kind of like stops and looks at him like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. Does he seem affected by that at all? I think he's more preoccupied looking out the window. Okay. How are you feeling? Like everything is water. It's hard to move. My head hurts a little. Do you need anything? We'll shrug. How do I know you're the real Calum? Don't put that in the boy's head. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> What do you remember? I remember entering the library. There's gaps. We were fighting. 
Yeah. What about before that? I think... We should wait for the others. Okay. You want booze or something? No, I don't feel very hungry or thirsty. Yeah, this place does that. I don't know why. And uh, almost to themselves, the doctor in the back says, it is the great blessing of the one in the void. The final blessing. It like has like, just seems to be just like saying it more towards himself. Like, obviously I've said this like eight times, but nobody listens. Um, <laughs> and that is when we are going to then cut away uh, to the docks uh, in one of the military wards that you all had arrived back in. And as Al, Corey, and Arjan are waving goodbye to their Yankee companions, Bill, Ted, Deacon, and Matt, uh, Rasa the Red Dragon had arrived yet again and informed you all that she had received word that Kalem had awoken and very quickly you all hopped onto her back and she made the ascent uh, towards the floating castle of Queen Vlakith. And as you arrive, uh, Rasa uh, tries her best to follow uh, to follow you inside of the castle, but it is not built specifically for the insides to uh, sustain the movement of red dragons so she can only go so far uh, but lets you know that she will be waiting for you at this area uh, if any of you would like to leave or have any reason uh, to be in need of her she is ready and willing one of the medical staff uh, of this ward will then approach the three of you and uh, together your group follows them to where you near where you had left Gwen. There had been kind of an initial split, uh, but following some of these pathways, you are able to make your way towards... Uh, you see that there's a, like, one Gith Yankee medic with arms kind of crossed looking in towards a room. And as your group arrives, they put their hands together in front of themselves, uh, respectfully bow towards your group, uh, and uh, they motion inward. And Corey, you had said that you wanted to switch to spring form, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, but that would take like a, a short rest to do so. I would say um, you would have a short, a short rest's worth of time on the way there yeah all right she'll do that then okay so calum you are sitting on the bed looking out the window as gwen is like rallying off places and things that you might remember what you might not remember she's just kind of doing a general test uh to see what is and what isn't at this point and that is when Corey, Al, and Arjan, the lot of you can see into this room. Uh, and you see Calum is uh, looking a little weathered, shall we say. 
What is everyone's initial reaction to seeing the boy? Uh, he just, under his breath, whispers, Caleb. Caleb's head, like a meerkat, just bolts to the door. And Caleb, you see Corey, you see Arjan, and you see an individual wearing a mask. Oh, shit. Oh, no. That seems to be standing with your group. <laughs> it is the quickest slide off the bed, and a guiding bolt starts to appear in his hands as he's aiming it towards Al. Well, hey, Al, take off your mask! Take off your mask! Yeah, Corey will move between the two of them. He's fine. Um, he's a defector. <laughs> and Caleb, Caleb, this is. When you see oh. Calum go to cast this Guiding Volt, just as Gwen had seen when he began uh, charging up a spell to use on the Githyanki Doctor, these almost varicose-like veins that creep up his neck and extend around his face just begin to glow with this almost sickly purple energy. And there is very much a dark vibe that comes from him. I see. Is it a familiar dark vibe? To you at this point, yes. Cool. Uh, Corey uh, moves between Caleb and Al. Um, like she's got her hand out in front, uh, in front of her towards Caleb, like she's prat keeping him. Um, <laughs> and she's like, Caleb, this is Alvajan. He's a friend. Arjan's hands are on his crossbow. Divine sense. <laughs> he the boy reeks of undead. Undead as fuck. Okay. Yes. Um I think that um like there there's a moment of surprise from Corey. Um and she glances back at Arjan briefly before she takes a couple of tentative steps towards Caleb. I don't know what's happening here. It is he like is he cool with her approaching or like because she's not going to come any closer if he like doesn't look cool with this. It's a very he still has his fist trained on you, but the magic isn't there. Um, I think that tears brim in her eyes, and she says, "Caleb." already done this with Gwen, but tell me something only you would know. Um, she blinks and a tear slips down her cheek uh, and she says, um, when we first met, you faced it and you said, I can do that too. He'll turn to Arjan.
whenever I ask you to go um, find me, please search on alchemy and return with a whole bunch of notes and one of those said that I make sure Asphodel and Wormwood would reduce the life of the drought of the living dead. And that's bullshit. And you cross that out. His hand flexes. Guess that'll have to do for now. You and Cory made an egg baby. What? Yeah, you and Cory made that that egg baby. I'm just going through that, the list. The that two was a long. Doctors are like, obviously, all babies come from eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a long time ago. That, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then you jumped out a window. Gwen already yeah. said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb, I'm I'm so sorry. We we came as soon as we knew. Yeah. Speaking of, um, she's going to glance at Arjan. Um, we should check to make sure. We have to be certain. Do you want me to cut his fucking arm off? That's not what I'm talking about! Oh, hey. What the hell's? <laughs> Cast identify on him! But my character, she doesn't have that anymore. But! But! <laughs> but. Uh, we'll go up and say that I cast Identify. Yep. I'm here for it. <laughs> there is no Simulacrum spell affecting the Kalem. Cool. Are there any other spells affecting him? Uh, you detect the presence of a very powerful, irrevocable necromantic spell. Being the one that turned him into what he currently is. See? You're good. Uh, but Arjan there there's clearly something that he's not saying and something that is clearly bothering him. Alright. You're all who you say you're all Where's my shield? Out of here. And Arjan is going to go into his bag of holding and give Caleb his effects. And when the shield is pulled out, Caleb, you know that this is your shield, but it doesn't have the markings of Saloon on it. It doesn't have the face of a large barn owl. It just looks like this pool of blackness ringed with, uh, that has a purple ring along the outsides. Do we see this? Yeah. Well, that's sure something to worry about. Surely not. <laughs> Turn into Irish pirates. You all 
gingerly take the shield and sit down, lay it out in his lap. What happened? We tell him the whole story. <laughs> okay. Al, are you just sticking around listening to this? I'll Hanging let them out? have their moment. He just rogue lean on the door, mask like hanging off the side of his head. So you guys traveled around with a fake me for a while? It's very convincing. Yeah, sorry, we didn't notice. We literally had to die to find out. You died. You and I. Or him and I. Corey, you died again? It's... It, it wasn't fine, actually. Um, Olivier had quite a fright. You did too. He did. It's all been it very did. confusing. <sighs> all right. Is there anything I can do to try and poke Samaris out of the shield? You can try and make a religion check. Does being in the Astral Sea do anything to that religion check? We'd give a disadvantage. Because <laughs> you're not near a moon. Great. It's, uh... What is the plane of dreams if not one really big moon? <laughs> if I drop Trow and flash my butt at the shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Then you would um... get a restraining order. <laughs> That's a child and not okay. <laughs> uh, even with the disadvantage, dirty 20. Okay. Um, you know that Amaris is only ever coaxable in the presence of moonlight. There does not seem to be any in this place. Corey, could you cast a moonbeam? That's a really bad idea, Caleb. Doesn't that light shit on fire? Mm -hmm. We can do it outside then. Caleb, uh, she's gonna reach out and put a hand over his. That wouldn't be a good idea. Especially not near you. Why? She, oh fuck. She she glances back at Arjan again. Um, Caleb, you're undead. You know when they had me. I tried to fight as long as I could, but I kind of went into myself, but Amaris was there and she kept telling me that soon you guys would be there. And then she left. 
had an inkling when, well, I was awake and they pulled something out of me. So it's possible, yeah, I guess I am undead. In the end, Calum, we came to save you, but you saved yourself. Sorry for causing all the trouble. It's not your fault. It's not. Um, so how do we get out of here? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> she turns back to Arjan. The queen said that she would help us, right? Um, she <laughs> looks back and forth between Calum and Arjan for a moment, and she says, excuse me. Um, she's gonna stand up and kind of walk Arjan over to the door. Um, <laughs> Al is also there, but she's going to ignore him. Um, and she's going to say, listen, I know that you're not comfortable working with her and her condition, but I will make sure that she stays true to her word. I can't fucking do this. And Arjan's gonna walk out. <laughs> um. Okay. She's gonna, like, I, I think that she just had that very private conversation in front of Al. Uh, she's just gonna look at him for a second and just go, okay. Uh, and she's going to follow Arjan. You need help. I imagine Oof. Al says something snarky, like gonna try and save face. And <laughs> just like puts the mask back <laughs> over. <laughs> he tries to say, Do you need help? But just like, Nope, above my pay grade. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So Arjan is heading out. Corey, you are following after. Uh, Arjan, where are you heading to? Uh, outside to get some quote-unquote fresh air. Okay. Or whatever astral equivalent there is. Okay. And when you get to the airy, Rasa is there as well. And she just sort of like sits up a little bit more uh, seeing you exit. But she is very visibly con uh, a little confused seeing only one of you exit I mean it's Corey behind me yeah uh, Corey you said that you were following after Arshan mm -hmm. yeah I would say that Corey is still at this point following you so Rasa sees the two of you and in Draconic she will say is everything alright 
she'll kind of tilt her head uh, with curiosity. Uh, do I do I notice Corey following me? Uh, Corey, are you trying to hide your your followings at all? Not necessarily. Then I would say, yeah, you pr you very clearly hear Corey uh, following after you. You should really be back with Kaylin. <laughs> and he he looks visibly like flustered and stressed um she'll just walk up and stand behind him what's wrong distance between myself and all of you right now, I can't promise that we're all going to be okay. What do you mean? You really don't get it. All of my life, I've had to clean up the mess left behind of people who thought that they could control the undead. I've seen villages leveled because a man couldn't accept that his daughter was gone. I've seen a woman choke out a plea for my mentor to finish her because a ghost army she, she raised to a task rascal thought to use her as an overstuffed puppet. Now you're stuck in a perpetual state of dying at the mercy of a goddess who ripped you apart and also have this shadow goddess thing going on. Gwen's binding the souls of even more dead goliaths to fight for her. And after traveling for weeks to get Caelan back, after more weeks of not knowing he was missing, we finally get him back to find out his soul has been ripped out of his now withering body whenever he was being controlled. And we're still stuck in a city ruled by another undead queen who we have the mercy of to get back home. Everything about what's going on is making my skin crawl and while every fiber of my being is telling me to act, I can't. So I'm gonna take a walk. I'm gonna sort things out for myself until I'm okay. But I'll tell you that I would be okay, but nothing about this makes me feel okay. So just... Uh Give me an hour. Corey listens to all of this and then she just sort of lowers her eyes and says, okay. Uh, she turns to walk away and then she stops uh, and she looks up at Arjan and she says, we're still your friends.
an hour. Um, and she'll walk to the door and watch him leave. Okay. And Arjan, as you are preparing to leave, uh, Rasa will approach you and in Draconic, uh, just, um, Asks uh, if you need to go anywhere. To think. And she nods and says, follow me. And she will take flight and just soar into the air. I am very slow, so I'm going to get on her back. Okay. She will allow you to get on, uh, get onto her back, and then together the two of you fly. And she soars over the city and begins making her way towards the dragon caverns again. And along the way, she will she will inquire to you as to what the conversation between you and Corey was about. She's not necessarily oh. going to poke, but she is curious. I'll relate the gist of it. She will not. That I prefer my dead things being dead. And she agrees uh, and says uh, to the effect that there is nothing that infuriates her more than when she burns a group of skeletons and watches them rise back up. She feels like that's cheating. Um, and the two of you sail deeper into these dragon caves, and it takes a what feels like a decent amount of time to actually reach this inner chamber. And when you arrive, you can see that it is not claimed by any particular dragon. There is no personal horde. There is no personal nest. There is just this empty chamber. And at the far end of it, you see a monolith of epic proportions standing that looks like it extends into five distinct heads and even though you are so far from the city streets and so far removed from any of the other cave systems you can hear what sounds like a song that seems to fill this chamber and almost seems to emanate from this uh from this statue and Rasa says, uh, when her great ancestor, uh, Aphelamon, first made the pact on behalf of the queen with Gith and Vlacketh, this was the chamber that the pact was formed in. And the red dragons have since that time come here when they 
need to calm themselves and refind their center. And she believes that if you are looking for a place to think, if you were looking for a place to be beside yourself in, that this would be the perfect place to do it. And Arjan, as you're listening to the music, you've seen one of the Crown Goddess's live performances before. It was very bombastic and boisterous, and each one of the individual heads seemed to have their own particular style. But in this chamber, it almost sounds like an acoustic demo of what you would know Tiamat to be otherwise. There is no crowds of cheering people. There's no extra background instruments or vocals. It is just the voice of the goddess. And as Rasa says, it begins to help kind of bring a sense of clarity. But with that clarity, you begin to think about all of the things that have begun or that you've been through over the last several series of months. Tarlayan, the cult of tyrants being named as the herald of the black, the arrival of Kendek, and all that has transpired with the blood hunters. And as you are thinking of all of these culminating things and the music is reaching a fever pitch, uh, did you have anything that you'd like to add? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, as this like Dan is just like compounding in, in his mind, uh, he, he a little bit flustered. And uh, it's looking on this monolith and he's gonna intraconic keep uh, talking to Rasa. I, uh, at one point he was my, my patron, my progenitor, my father. Whenever he was talking about the queen, he always, he always said he, she would have our backs. She would help us be what we, we were meant to. I fucking know what I'm meant to be. Talay came into my life. I've been confused about what I what I am, what I'm supposed to be. And I don't even know how much of me is left anymore. He was supposed to give me the power to keep my friends safe, and that's clearly not happened. Now he's back in hell. Tiamat after finally talking to the right I 
aspects of her. She was supposed to do the same. I've never felt more weak. I'm trying to get my friend back. I don't know how how much of that's just me or me getting wrapped up in all these different packs, like, like my life isn't my own. Like my life is in the hands of some idiot who can't make up his fucking mind. <coughs> and Arjun, uh, as you cough. That, that's it, is it? As you cough, you get a split-second migraine. And as it occurs, your vision flashes before you, and you are standing in snow. And in the sky above you, you there are five glowing rectangles with humanoid faces looking down upon you. This is a memory that you had from your first encounter in the holiday nexus and you feel your vision drawn towards one of those rectangles in particular and as you do a question that has plagued you for months resurfaces who am i but the question is met in tandem with another question from this figure beyond the penetrating glow who are you the image stutters before you as you feel a taste of iron in the back of your throat and as you begin to cough up blood and with each cough that question permeates stronger and more loudly until you are able to finally open your eyes. The chorus of the crowned goddess echoing all around you and staring down beneath you in pools of your own coughed up blood, you see the skull-like visage of a black draconian staring back at you. And as you watch, and you watch as your own mouth forms the words, who are you? It is at that point that you see the blood beneath you begin to ripple and bubble centered beneath where you are staring and you look on as this winged black draconian that you recognize as yourself rises from the blood. Rasa is not here. It is just this dark space that seems to have a center spotlight down on you and this bloody echo of yourself. What do you do? What's he? Sorry, what'd you say? Uh, Arshan just whispers under his breath, like, what's it going to be? Like, he, he's sort of trying to gauge what this blood thing of himself is going to do. And you hear the blood version of yourself say on you, but better. 
and they are going to bring up a bloodied claw and they are going to attempt to strike you. I need you to roll initiative. It's so close to a natural 25. Okay. So this creature is going to be able to attack onto you first. And they are going to attempt to strike. That is a 16 to hit. Just misses. Okay. Second attack. A 19. That'll hit. Okay. So you are then going to take nine points of bludgeoning damage as this large bloody mitt just clashes into you uh, okay. all right that is all that they can do for their turn so his first instinct is well this creature certainly has blood and is going to attempt to uh, use his blood maledict, but can't. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna take a couple shots. Okay. That's 21 hit. A 21 does hit. For 12 points of piercing damage. Okay. And as the piercing, uh, as this bolt sinks into this blood form of you, it doesn't look like it's dealing as much damage as you would think. A natural one. Okay, that does not hit. Okay. Uh, so, is there anything else that you would like to do? Uh, fly up and back. Okay. Uh, they are going to try and make an attack of opportunity. And that is a 19 on the die for seven points of bludgeoning. And as you are flying in the air, they look up towards you and they begin to try and fly as well. And there is a... Normally, the sound of leathered wings is very formidable, but this is almost like a wet sound of flapping as these Ooh. blood wings uh, try to ascend out of the pool. And it doesn't look like it gets as far up as you do. Um, and it is going to then try and close in on you. But in doing so, it has to use its extra action to get up. So there in the air now is... The Arjan of blood, and then our friend Arjan. And that is it for its turn. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, mm, I'm gonna take another couple crossbow shots at it once I scooch back a little bit. Then we might be able to get another attack opportunity. Okay, they will try. That is an eleven. Uh, my crossbow shots, those are magical, right? Yes. It's come from magical weapon. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so the original one would have been fine. Okay. Uh, this is a 20 to hit. That'll totally hit. For 8 points of piercing damage. 
Natural 20. That'll certainly hit. For... Eleven points of piercing damage. Okay. Uh, why not? Let's take an action surge. Uh, twenty. Okay, that'll hit. Fourteen points. Uh, twenty-nine. Twenty-nine hits. For ten points. Okay. Uh, Description-wise, this creature was bloody, but now, mechanics-wise, it is most certainly bloodied. And you see... And I think this... that's it for me. Huh? I think that's it for me. Okay. Uh, this bloody version of you you see is going to roar towards you and as as they look at you they extend their claws outward and you see these flames begin to wreath around their claws and it looks like this creature of pure blood the flames are drawing the blood towards them very similar to how your blood hunter abilities were uh previously manifested and they are going to once again try and fly towards you uh and they will once again just get right up towards you but it looks like they have to use the majority of their action to just get there uh that's fine i'm gonna if since we're like up in the air at this point i'm gonna like fly down and under him and try to try and take a couple shots but he'll get an attack of opportunity okay so that is a 19 which will hit okay for 10 points of bludgeoning and three points of fire You're still here. But making some pops. Uh yeah, yeah, does a 14 hit. Oh, sorry. Uh 14 just hits. Uh 7 points of piercing. Okay. Uh 27 will hit. Yep. <laughs> 4 5. <laughs> okay. Uh, for bonus action, I'm going to use the second wind. Okay. Nothing's wrong. I just want hit points. And I'll get 20 back. That seems pretty solid. Here you go. So, a creature is going to fold in their wings and just plummet down towards you. Um, and as they do, as they come into contact with you, they are going to sink their claws onto you 
and I need you to make a constitution save as they use the blood drain ability. 19. 19? All right. So... So you are uh, separated from this creature's space, and that is it. They have tried to use their, their big ability this turn, but it did not go. Now it is your turn. As once again, uh, they have kind of like collided onto you, but you are now five feet apart. I'm going to like try to crocodile roll and like wing up so that hopefully they get off of me and I'll put some distance between us. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll get an attack of opportunity. Okay. Yeah, they were not able to successfully grapple you and I don't believe that a 13 hits. Uh, but a 17 will hit them. Yes. For seven points of piercing. And a 16 will also hit them. Yes. For nine points of piercing. Okay. Sounds good. So, how is Arjan looking? On a scale from 1 to 113, 104. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, this blood version of yourself is having a very difficult time holding itself together. And you can see that it doesn't need to breathe, obviously, but its chest is heaving. And it looks like it is... It has ragged breath, even though it doesn't need oxygen. And it is then going to try and rush towards you in this act of desperation to try and make an, a series of attacks against ye. So, a modified 20 hits, yep, but an 8 won't. And that is for 10 points of bludgeoning damage and three points of fire damage. Uh, again, sort of Avatar Aang with a crossbow style. He's just going to try and like circle to get some distance between us uh, and back out and try and get just a couple more shots off of him. Okay, that's a natural a one on the attack of opportunity, so... Uh, and that's a natural two for my attack, which will not hit. Okay. Uh, but a 19 will. For 13 points. Okay, so... Before this crossbow shot fires, you hear the same question plague that has plagued your mind once again asked. Who are you? And this ragged creature looks before you. This is the final shot that you will need to take to down this creature. How does Arjan answer the question? I don't know yet. I'll find out. I don't know if that came through on the mic at all. It did. You're good. Okay. And this crossbow Welcome to your bolt. Man home. Hmm? Welcome to your manhole, bitch. Okay. And as this crossbow bolt 
penetrates this bloodied mass, it just dissipates from the point of impact, kind of spraying down a rain of this old blood that seemed to have coalesced into this form. And as you come back down onto the ground and look at the place where this creature once stood, the light begins to... The spotlight around you begins to fade, and the darkened area around you begins to return to being the cavern. And at the end, you see once again this statue to Tiamat looking down on you, and you see... And you can gauge from the statue that it is an inanimate object, but there is a feeling of it being pleased. Uh, so I said the activation phrase for the iron flask. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So iron flask, what is the DC? 17. Slorp. The creature fails. So this bloodied creature enters into the iron flask. And as we've said earlier, the lights return. You are inside this cavern. This statue is exuding a emotional conveyance of being pleased as this song continues and rasa just sort of leans in towards you and asks what did you see i don't bloody know and she will nod and as she nods, that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful excursion in the city of Tunarath. We are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go in a place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. And we're back. Steven! Yes? So for those of you who missed it, Arjun was fighting himself, and it was all bloody, and then he was like, well, the blood him was like, I'm you, but better. But then Arjun was like, bold words for someone within crossbow range. And then he put him inside the flask, and I was like, ooh, that boy needs some milk. <laughs> all right! Our musical midpoint recap! I'm here for it. I'm okay with this. I'm gonna peace. <laughs> and hello, everybody, and welcome back. Arjan has just gotten done defeating a bloody version of himself and then stuffing him inside of the iron flask. And we are going to go back towards our group in Them's castle. So, Corey, you have been left at the Eerie. Uh, Gwen and Calum are up with Alberjan in a uh, in the medical bay. Uh, you had messaged me during the break. You wanted to do a thing with Corey before making your way back to the group. So let's dig into it. Let's explore the let's explore the space. <clears throat> so Corey watches Arjan leave, um, just kind of forlornly. 
and then she turns around, starts walking back down the hall to rejoin her friends. Um, and as she does so, um, her her spring season flickers, uh, and she puts a hand to her face, uh, and she drops to her raven form, uh, and she just punches a wall. And she looks down at her hand, um, kind of looks up in a panic back towards where her friends are going to be. Uh, and then she looks back at her hand and focuses. And slowly her spring season returns to her. And then she composes herself and rejoins her friends. Okay. Sounds good. Can she do that without a will save? Let's find out. So, Corey, would you like to uh, make the will save for me? Oh, fuck. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your moment. 23. Okay. It's good. All right. So, uh, after dropping to this ravenid form uh, and then switching back, uh, you make your way into the uh, into this med bay room. Uh, what was Albergeon doing this whole time? looks over to Gwen and Calum and he just thumbs out the door and like makes a little walking motion with his fingers. Uh, wait. She's gonna move over to him and like make him come down to her level. Is yeah. there a, there's a way to get his soul back, right? I mean, it was just like ripped out of him. Soul gold places. It's not like they disappear. I mean, I don't know what discovery and whoever the fuck got dusted with doing to him. I don't know that sort of thing. Oh. Okay. Have fun on your walk. Just don't get fucking abducted or, you know, something. Hmm. One of the medical staff will lean down towards you, Gwen, and say, did you have medical questions? No, thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> And they will again. I appreciate your assistance, but please leave me alone. And uh, they will steep their fingers together and just give you a gentle bow, and then just stand a pleasant ten feet away from you. Casey. I'm sorry. Gwen keeps on asking medical questions to her friends, and then like the medical staff come up. Okay, she, you know exactly what you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Al, uh, as you are going to uh, begin just kind of exploring around the castle a little bit to give uh, your, new frown, your new friends uh, some time with their old traveling companion, you see Corey walking down the hall towards you, once again in her spring form. Um, and Arjan is not with her. Where the boss go? He needs some time alone. Mm. All right. Well, if I'll be taking a walk on the grounds, if you all need me, I'll be back in 15, 20. All right. Be careful. 
Lest I get abducted or some shit. Mm. One of the medical staff will actually follow after you, Alberjan, as you're walking. And Corey, you and Gwen just hear the echoing question of, do you require any medical assistance? No, I'm fine. Thank you. And Don't you have someone to attend? This is one of the other doctors. This is not no, his primary care physician. I'm going to ask, don't you have someone you need to attend to? Oh, many. But you are quite curious. Is there something on my face? Yes. It makes it very hard to see your current expressions. Thankfully, I have spent many spans understanding commoner, uh, common speakers and their vocal inflections. Mm. That one was sarcasm. I have used it before, all but three times. Well, this has been lovely. Excuse me. <laughs> Starts walking faster. And they just continue to follow you. Um, so, Corey, you end up making your way back to the room with Gwen and Calum. Uh, what would you guys like to do now that you have the space to yourself with only one of the members of the medical staff still outside, but just to make sure that everything is going smoothly? What's wrong with Arjan? Sorry. He, need, he needs some time alone. Why? We've been through a lot in the past few days. You mean like you guys, when you when you left? What were you doing? I mean, I know what you were doing, but like, what happened? Sorry. Oh, um, well, we, we met some young fellows named Bill and Ted, and um, we went on the most excellent adventure. I mean, more details will be fine, but I guess that's cool. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I fill in Gwen, uh, on the illithid adventure. Okay. Oh, shit. And that's why Arjan's being all down in the dumps? I'm not sure. I'll talk to him once he's had some time to cool down. Should I talk to him as like a third party? Didn't go on the fancy adventure? It might not be a bad idea. I, um, I might be part of the problem. Oh. What do you do? Nothing. Oh. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll talk to him. Um, so about Caleb's soul. We can get that back, right? It depends on where it is. Oh. Caleb, you want your soul back, right? <laughs> I'm aware of the process, correct? Yeah. I'm aware of what I am. Yeah. Wait, you're missing your soul? Yeah, they... They did some... Experiments. I was aware when they were doing it. Uh, I think I saw the tiefling stuff it into a doll. I 
what sort of doll? <laughs> Wooden figurine kind of looked like me. Assuming. I'm going to pull Gwen aside. Didn't we see something like that on fire? I don't remember. Don't you need your soul? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, not really. As far as I know about this whole thing, it's like, there's two parts of you. There's your physical being and then there's your soul. And if your soul's gone, then he shouldn't be able to be normal Calum. So I know nothing. I don't know anything, I guess. Because the spirits that are inside me, I thought those were souls, but like, they're like dead dead. So their bodies are gone. So maybe it works the other way that when your soul's taken from you, your body's still cool and it's still part of you. You just don't have that life. This is an ethics discussion I'm not equipped to, to participate in. I, I mean, I mean, still Caleb, right? Right? Just has his shield in his lap and he's looking down at it. How do you feel? A little tired, I guess. All right. Your... Is your memory all right? There are some dark spots here and there, but... He has a realization on its face. I... A lot of bad things. It wasn't you. I think I killed Brother Groom. What? And the... Was it the tribunal? The... The... Quill... It was the Brotherhood of Stars. Brotherhood of Stars. And the Brotherhood of Stars are also gone. Then who's protecting the library? Saloon. You haven't returned to the Library of Saloon since then? Not that I could recall. And I think I can go back. You should make sure that you're ready before you do something like that. Oh, God's Farron. What do you remember about Farron? I remember attacking him and bringing him to the laboratory did we get him out um he became jackal 
Yeah, we don't know if he's okay. Oh, the the other guys <clears throat> stay back the, with him. No, not Jackal. Hyena. Uh -huh. Um, she's going to put a hand on Calum uh, and say, "The last time we saw him, he was wearing one of those masks, and he wasn't speaking with his own voice." We don't know. Something. We don't know what's happened to him. But his friends are with him. When we when we get out of here, I'll I'll try sending. <gasps> oh, can you cast sendings from other planes out of out of character? Kind of, sorta. There's like a chance of it getting lost. Okay. There's a uh, a look of realization in Corey's eyes, and then she puts that away. Now is not the time to ask to talk to her girlfriend. <laughs> you can't talk to your girlfriend. Hey, what do you? I mean, what do you want to do now? Once we get out of here. I think I need a break. That's understandable. Cool. Take a vacation. You go up to Green Reach or back to the coast. I mean, we're back. Welcome back on our ask so we could go there and you know, have a We're not party. banished anymore. We rescued our ask from later. What? Hmm. Yes. A lot happened. Do you start filling Caleb in on all of the yeah. events that transpired while you were hanging out with Simulacalum? Simulacalum. Yes, indeed. We do that. Okay. We fill in Caleb on all of the events. Gotcha. And I would say it is at that time... Uh, it is during that time that we will go back to Arjan. So Arjan, you are in this cavern with Rasa. Um, is there anything that you would like to do before making your way back to, before making your way back to your friends in the floating castle? Uh, uh, so Arjan has just lost a lot of blood. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, just for that, that little, like, lightheaded sensation in the back of his head. Uh, he's going to breathe just a little bit harder uh, and uh, just like sort of raise his head up uh, and take Aspect of the Dragon. Okay. And, uh, it's sort of like this uh, you know those power-up sequences in anime where someone just like uh, and uh they got 
like it's a little like shockwave that comes out from around them. Yeah. Uh, that sort of like spiral thing. Imagine that, but with like acid. Ooh. Uh, and Archon just like breathes out uh, acid, and it's a very similar experience to uh, Kindek, what Kindek did at the campfire. Rasa will preen a little bit, just like she kind of like chirps a little unexpectedly watching this. <laughs> and they'll let it drop. Okay, then. Uh, Rasa. And she kind of like blinks a few times, shakes her head, like snaps back to the here and now of what she is seeing uh, and uh, is attentive towards you. Uh, he's going to take out the iron flask. She will look at it. Can you keep this safe for me? And her eyes get very large and she looks at you and says... This is not my treasure. Uh, no, but I think it has a living blood construct of me within it, and I would very much like it to not get into anybody's hands. And she nods. And... Uh will offer to take you back to uh, her chamber so that way you can put it somewhere safe within the horde. Okay. Happy pride, everybody. Uh, and so she flies you back into her chamber and she begins to kind of root through. Um, she begins to root through all of her treasures and uh, her personal hoard. And as she is looking, um, pulls out a, it's like a, a, a box uh, that's close to a reliquary. But when she opens it, you can see that there are, uh, there are two sets of there are two decks of cards that are placed next to each other and she just sort of like looses the cards onto the ground and you can see that it is a three dragon anti set um and she will uh approach you and just uh like holding the lid of the box in her large red dragon mouth and then just sets it down in front of you uh and says that uh this would be a safe this would be a good safe place for it yeah i mean i'll just put the, the flask in the box before you do there is a quick snap as one of her large claws shuts the box before you're able to put it in and she says a trade I did not work for this in my horde. I cannot accept gifts. 
And I was giving it to you freely, but... And at that, you see that she kind of rears back and says, um, You insult my honor. One does not simply give a gift to a red. We take what is ours. But a trade, this is something we can do. And... She looks at you and you can see that there is a, like she's doing like a quick scan over you and trying, and you see that she's muttering something and she will then go over to her horde and she starts uh, quickly sifting through piles of treasure and starts like putting her nose into the treasure as well to kind of help uh just move it out of the way and eventually after about five minutes or so and the box that you could put the iron flask in is like she didn't take it with her it's just sitting on the ground in front of you but she comes back with it is a heavy crossbow with a large stock of what looks like a deep rosewood uh, that has a collapsible bow on the front of it uh, where the arms would be, but you don't see a space for any strings to actually attach with it. And she says, when I was a whelp on my first journeys, I was saved by a man I met who reminded me of you. They told me that I could keep this. For as they had saved me, I saved them. I will trade you this for your flask. that's what you say fit and she has a, a look of pride on her as uh as she as you say this and she nods and arjan when you take hold of this heavy crossbow and rasa and you put the iron flask in the small box that rasa then stuffs back into her treasure hoard it feels incredibly comfortable in your arms not in the same way that your current crossbow was but in a in the same way that if you use a baseball bat enough times when you pick up that baseball bat again it just kind of feels right when you hold it this feels like there are grooves on it that your claws rest perfectly in and when you look at the length of this crossbow, you can see a word that is written in Elven along the length of the bow. What languages do you speak? Uh, Abyssal, Common, Draconic, and Infernal. Okay. So there is a word that is written in Elven. Um, and 
Rasa will tell you that the name of this crossbow is Patience. She will nod and um, you see her kind of like lightly uh, step back and forth a little bit, uh, just kind of like patting at the ground. And she says, um, this trade has been amenable. And she kind of like has a little self-satisfied head wiggle to herself. Um, Shit, has it been an hour? And she shrugs. She's not familiar with the passage of time here, but uh, she she nods and says, uh, it is probably time you return to your friends. Uh, no nod. Thank you for bringing me here. And she has a almost sheepish smile for a red dragon and says of course i honor the old pact just as my ancestors did uh and we'll head back to the hospity okay calum uh your group is resting here uh, in this medical chamber for quite some time. And Gwen, as you are looking out the window, you see Arjan riding on the back of this of this adult red dragon uh, that seems to be making its way uh, to the landing area. And you see him kind of get off and Rasa once again kind of nods and says if there's anything that you would need uh, she is here to assist and Arjan you uh, are seen making your way into this building and after about five minutes or so you end up encountering Al uh, who looks reasonably lost and has at this point three different medical professionals following behind him asking if he needs any assistance if he knows anyone who needs assistance. No, I, you know, there's just, um, water and snacks. Do you have those here? Could you fetch me some? And they look and like one of them, like hands on the forehead. Water! Is that what you need? Y yes. Oh, I... I get it now. And that one ends up leaving and the other two are like, Bring out little notebooks. Water, yes, water. And like they are writing down this note. He will look over to Arjan if he's noticed him and mouth help me. Okay, where's... What the fuck is going on? I don't know. These guys keep following me. They're asking if I need any medical attention. I guess... Okay. Yes, they've never met anybody like us. Uh, so, uh, uh, the others are right. Yes, I saw Coriander walking into the room not too long ago. Okay. 
about ready to go back. Um, oh, please. Yeah, let's get everybody and talk to this queen. He'll Leave lightly away. punch Arjan on the arm. Only a few more minutes. You'll be fine. Okay. And your group is, and the two of you are able to make it back towards your group's uh, medical ward chamber. You are all now reunited. Does it feel any good? Uh, Gwen will approach Arjan when he comes in the room. You doing all right, big guy? I guess so. Word fan girl, thank you for the raid. Woo! I don't have any no kittens right here. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a good. Right. I think I'm. Um. I think I'm all right. Oh no. We should go. We should head home. House. Yeah. Everybody. <clears throat> I can How talk are we to... going to do that? <laughs> I I can talk to the queen if you'd like, Arjan. I can face the queen. All right. Okay, let me up for a walk. I think a bit of a walk would do me some good. Um, I'm in a nightgown. Look good. I all your stuff's in the. We, we gave you your clothes. Yeah. You your clothes. Okay, you've got cool. all your. You've got all your shit. You'll start donning his armor. Glenn will watch. Nice. All right. So happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> Calum has finished gearing up, uh, and you all uh, are going to ask your med staff if you can go and see to the queen at this point. Uh, ask. <laughs> just take us there and the medical staff is like this doesn't seem like a medical emergency but I'll do it anyways um, and they are more than willing to help your party uh, they do also okay. ask questions they seem to be offering plenty of water uh, at this point they have gotten a memo uh, it would appear that these guests want water uh, quite a significant portion and you all are then escorted by uh, these Gith Yankee that go from medical staff to what look to be full-blown warriors. They have large silvered greatswords uh, at their uh, on their backs or at their sides, uh, and they are much more of like a royal guard style uh, styling to their overall. Um, armors and protective gear and you are eventually led back into the throne room of Blackith and as you enter into this throne room Calum this is your first time entering into such a place and you see this rather it's very it's very odd she has almost like a young demeanor 
but an old way of presenting herself. You can tell that this creature, regardless of the age that she has on that she has forward facing, has survived lifetimes off of nothing but a, a singular drive to push to propel herself through to the next span. And she's sitting on the skull throne. Correct? She is sitting on a throne of very odd cephalopod malformed skulls. And she has a silvered sword on her right hand that is tip side down into the stone. Uh, and you can see that it looks like she, there are like break marks in the stone where she has just stabbed this sword into it. Uh, which is quite a feat of strength. And in her left hand, she has this scepter uh, that looks like a draconic face with rubies uh, for its eyes. And her robe is just outfitted with it, it, an innumerable amount of gems, some of which seem to look towards you. And if anything, the most drawing feature is this kind of dark iron crown that she wears that seems to almost feed off of any kind of animosity or angst. Oh, cool. Because I was about to say, if Arjan lets him, Kalen will step behind Arjan and like peek out from the side. Absolutely. And this figure with this kind of sheer fabric veil over the lower half of her face looks at your group and says, Ah, it's very good to see all of you again. I would like to say first and foremost, thank you for your help with our young ones. I hope that you have found our medical staff to be helpful in their preparations we've been well hydrated she nods i have heard they are trying their best your grace we've done what you've asked we would like to go back to our home Arjan is once again assuming that dead man thing because uh, clearly all the animosity is being ripped out of him. And she gives a steady nod and says, This is something that I can do. I have but one request to help as an assistant. I could return you back to your plane, but I have no knowledge of where exactly to send you back to. It is easiest if you access the same point where you left as your return. I can provide the runes needed. We'd be probably back in the castle, but it's something. You know that you didn't leave from the castle. Oh. You had entered into the astral plane from the temple. But I do have uh, the runes to the castle you memorized. Do. I mean... Kaelin may know the answer to this question better than I do, but 
do you still have teleportation circle and can that cross planar boundaries planar boundaries no i do have teleportation circle which cannot cross planar boundaries we need planar shift oh my god it's so good to have a wizard in the party again <laughs> <laughs> Is that that's okay, right? I mean, yeah, Archon's going to turn to Caleb, um, uh, and you see that same dead expression because all the animosity is being ripped out. Would that be okay, Caleb? If it gets us home. it's not okay if we just find our way back to somewhere else on the material plane would you be able to get us back to i don't know olivia's ship or somewhere close i would have to check my spell book um when i was with them i memorized at least one or two places but i should have the runes for uh olivia's ship still in there And that was the spell book that you had left with the dude on Arask to gain a more familiar sense for the purposes of sending, correct? Oh, yeah. Was it? Or was that... Um... Didn't he his, journal and his, his journal and his spell book are the same thing. That's why he had to transcribe everything onto new pages. To we had kind of a continuity issue there, because when we left it, we thought it was just his journal. But then we found out later that his journal is his spell book. It's not a continuity error on my behalf. This is great. Y'all don't ask questions of your wizard. I mean, if anything, you could always just pull it out because it's the... Because you put it in the bag of holding that links to our bank accounts, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, he didn't, but... No. no. You guys could then contact the other guy, ask him to make a deposit, and then you'd be... We'll figure it out. So the thing is, there's some right, logistics there. The thing is, let's just go back to the fucking place we left, guys. I really don't want to get stuck like halfway around the world and then we have to like trek it back. Kylan, is there any reason that we should not go back to the place where we entered here? Other than it's the library of Shar. Um Hey, she seemed pretty chill. She is the enemy of my goddess. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's the keeper of dark secrets and dark knowledge. So clearly you're uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Wait, Dude. was that on the material plane? No, that was that was astral. Here. So do we have to go to the astral plane to go back to the material plane? We're in the astral we plane. We are in the astral plane. Vlacketh just sort of chuckles at this. So, can you send us back to the material plane, like, where we came to the astral plane? She nods. Alright, sweet. So there's no problem. We're not going over to the library thing. We're going back to, like, the runes, right? But if we want to get back to Alira, we need to go back to the library, since that's where we entered the astral plane. <clears throat> Do you remember oh. the teleportation circle? That teleportation circle didn't take us to the astral plane. It took us to 
the library. Which is on the astral plane. Right. Wrong, wrong library. So, there is the <laughs> ruins. Please explain to me. There is the ruins slash the temple of Saloon. You guys saw a big door. It was spooky. You went through the door. You then found yourself on the Astral Sea. If you then traveled through the Astral Sea, found Library of Shar. So what Vlacketh is offering is to return you back to the ruins where the door was initially there. What right. I'm saying! <laughs> but we need to go back to the library to hit that portal. Do we no. need to no. that? No. You do not. No. Okay. <laughs> Good. That's Jesus. what I've been trying to say. <laughs> okay, I thought we bamfed to like right outside the library. We're gonna bamf from here back to the place that we left the material plane, which is the temple. The, yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. I was trying to figure out where we. Oh. From from this throne room, we can leave and go back to the material plane. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That is what Blacketh has offered. <laughs> <laughs> We do. Welcome to the logistics stream. We yeah. have this entire conversation in character. We're still confused about <laughs> well, metaphysics, but this is acceptable. And Vlacketh says, it would be easier if I, with your permission, and she motions towards Kalem, uh, was able to read your surface thoughts. Would this be acceptable? He will nod his head. Are you sure you're comfortable with this? I can do it. Unless you know the runes to the ruins. The runes of the teleportation sequence to the ruins. Bear, I do not know that. Okay. And so she is going to read your surface level thoughts. And she will just like Put two fingers on the side of her temple as she looks at you, and her eyes sort of flash a little bit, and she nods, and says, whenever you are ready. Head empty, teleportation circle. Okay. And you see she picks up her large silvered greatsword and at the pommel of it you can see that there is an arcane focus and and it looks just like this large ostentatious ruby that seems to be set into the actual pommel and she flips the sword into one hand and Gwen this is rightly impressive this is a great sword that she is moving around as if it were a rapier uh, with this singled hand. And as she does, you can see that behind her veil, her mouth is moving, and you can all begin to hear the sound of her beginning to weave this arcane spell together. And Calum, she is using old magic. This isn't the magic that others are used to from post-Sundering. Vlacketh has been alive since far before that, so the way that she casts spells is of the old tongue. And as she creates this, tele this circle beneath the lot of you, 
it is impressive in its own designs and there is a shifting sound as you see rasa actually emerges on the lip of the airy to the throne room to watch your group go uh and as your group is being and encompassed by this glowing light Calum, i need you to make a wisdom save Ooh, boy. Plus three? Leave my boy alone. Yeah, this would be a plus three. Cool. Uh, 15. Okay. As your group is enveloped by this magical energy, and Vlacketh begins to cast this shifting spell and it is successful Calum you hear a wry chuckle inside of your head as it feels like Vlacketh has decided to go a little bit deeper into your memories than she initially led on and she says thank you for the new vocabulary speaker and there is a flash and as your eyes readjust it is warm unseasonably warm for the spring day that you remember it being and you can feel that there is a breeze that seems to just shift through the ruins of this temple with its fire-stained bricks and kind of charcoal remainder smell. And you are standing in a hallway that Calum is rather familiar with. And before you stands a set of large double doors, ornate in their design, ajar. And you all recognize these doors now to be the doors of the library. But when you look at them, they are mundane. They are just made of stone. And beyond the threshold of the gate where these doors would be, it just looks like an old dusted storage room. It is late in midday at this point in time but you are back at the place that you left Caleb will sigh and start walking okay do you walk up to the doors yeah okay and the doors at this point are again mundane there is nothing inherently devious about them you see that the five holes at the uh above the slot where the brick is are still filled and all of the fingers 
that were left as part of the key are still in their slots and the brick is also still in its slot and you realize now that when the door opens the brick actually will split in half but each in each uh separate piece is still slotted inside of the door it looks like nothing has attempted to alter the state of this door in any way you will raise a hand up to where the fingers are and let a bit of the weave flow out grab the brick and turn it with his hand okay and the doors begin to shut well wait Calum. we don't want to go back there wait what the door That's is shutting to... we don't want to go to the library right that's how you get to the library no the this is the library inside of the keep. I'm closing the door. If you turn down the hallway and make a left, you can go upstairs. Oh. So you're just closing the doors? You're not making a portal to another dimension, time, space, plane? No, I'm closing these doors and hopefully no one opens them again. Solid. Continue. And, Calum, after you finish closing the doors, you take the fingers out of the slots, and they are five elven fingers, as they always were. And you take the brick, and as you go to stuff this uh, small package that you know is the key back into your things, you realize at the bottom of your bag there is a similar-looking package. He will reach a hand down into his bag and pull out the second package. And when you look inside, it is a brick very similar to the one that would normally be used for the key, but there are some clear defects along it that this is not the same brick. And there are a bundle of human fingers that are inside of this. Can I make a history check? You can. Because I think I know what these are and I don't like it. Uh, plus six is a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, so with a dirty 20, you know that the elven fingers and brick were the key to get into the library. When you were kidnapped and replaced with a simulacrum, they replaced that aspect of your gear with a set of utensils that would look close enough without proper inspection that they wouldn't raise any alarm as to them being missing. So these are just an additional five fingers and a weird brick, but they have no significance. He will wrap the bundle of the fake key, and he will rest it on his open palm and cast Sacred Flame to burn it. Okay. I think I want to take a look around inside the laboratory. This is a different place. This, oh, this is, is a not, different place. Yes, this is the ruins of the temple where you were initially from. 
Ah. We're got it. Got it. Yep. That's okay. We, we hopped like three or four different places in the one episode <laughs> before going to the astral plane, so like it's understandable, but you guys are in the ruined temple in the lower half of the map near Varna. Right by the right by like around Hollocks. Yes. Right. No, farther south than that. No, it's, it's in the south. it's in the forest, right? Yeah. South yeah. of the Gated Glen. Yep. It was yep. Caleb, this is where you initially set off from your adventure. This is where he grew up. This is your home. Your your home? Sit down on the temple uh, library steps and look around at all the destruction. It's exactly as it was. There's a lot more grass and vines than you remember there being. You haven't been here in a while. I didn't think I'd ever come back here. Not under well, these circumstances. I didn't think these circumstances would ever happen, actually. I fell out of that tower. You'll point to where, like, there's a fallen tower near the library. When? Well, let me officially welcome you to the Temple of Saloon that I'm from. Wait, this is the place? On the material plane, yeah. Uh... Corey's eyebrows shoot up. Uh, she reaches into her bag and pulls out a charred book. And uh, she'll go and set it down on the uh, book steps. Sorry, I thought the delivery that you had was a charred book or something like that. I was like, <laughs> what? what is happening? What is this timing? No, no, no. It's, it, it's weird. I, I got a text saying that my package was delivered like 20 minutes ago. God, the poor postal service. <laughs> and Cam will look at it. He'll reach into his pocket and put a few silver on top of it. It's probably past due. You, uh, you want me to break some of the bricks, bud? I can, like, rip out the doors. And... Why? I mean, it's already pretty shitty, but... I could just open the doors again. Why? Same question. Same why as to why you want to rip the place down. Because bad things happened here, and I want to destroy everything that hurt you? It wasn't the people so much as an individual when they were good people here they just didn't know how's al doing with all this <sighs> he'll separate from the pack kind of just surveying the surroundings yeah al it is balmy very warm mm. like it, this definitely feels it feels out of season make a survival check we've been gone for so long 18 okay 
Uh, as you're checking the surrounding areas, you start noticing particular flowers, insect calls. This is not an unseasonably warm day. This is it's a un perfectly fine warm day for late summer. He'll bend down to pick up a flower and if he catches Arjan's eye, like head motion over. Hate to tell you this, boss, but uh, he'll flick the flower away. I think we've been gone for quite a while. I do hope your arrangement with your red dragon friend uh, still stands. What, what arrangement are you talking about? Your your red dragonborn friend. Sorry. With Kendak. Aren't you supposed with Kendak? Oh. Aren't you supposed to go to a tower? Yeah. Hey, we're alive, and that's the swell point, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll take take the win. Um, I know this is going to be even an even more grievous blow to you, and it's very unprofessional, but I. I'm putting in my two weeks as of two weeks ago. Uh, what was our arrangement? I help you until you find your boy. I know. Did you? Did we discuss payment? If we did, I've forgotten. Silly me not to get it on paper. It's your overtime, I guess. Uh, and he'll hand you uh, twenty platinum. Now, boss, you're supposed to work for more than two years when before you get a severance. This good, at least. Let's make sure that we didn't actually spend two years. So what are you lot gonna do now? I need to check on uh, a certain red dragon friend. Right. Well, I wish you luck. I need to go back and check on things down south. Maybe I'll find Aldrin. Take him to the hollow locks. He wants a shot at Crow. Al will extend a hand out to Arjan. Be careful what trouble you stir up in the hollow locks. Kill. Grab your hand. 
I'm sure the lady still finds me as a friend. I know two years of no call is like a little much, but he starts continuing on as he starts walking. Narjan just walks and leaves. Doesn't say goodbye. Not a style. You're doting over your baby boy. Yes, obviously. I wouldn't notice. Okay. Oh, he's so sexy and mysterious. Um, and you'll see that uh, if you actually do count your points, uh, one of the uh, pieces that was shoved into your payment was a uh, copper coin. That has uh, a distinctive marking on the back of it. We'll flick it, tuck it in his breast pocket. Okay. So, Alberjan leaves the party, 20 platinum the richer. So, what are the rest of you doing inside of the temple on this balmy summer's day? Is it usually this hot down here? Damn. It's kind of muggy too. Ugh. Like Gwen, you're having south. a hard, you know that your hair is just going to start mm. frizzing. Frizzing. Yep. Well, the temple is pr was pretty well insulated, so it was kind of cool. Do we have cyber with us? Cybra was actually left uh, with the group off constantly. She had not joined you on any of your travels. Oh, right. I should probably do that. He will bring a finger up to his lips and he'll try to contact Prescott. Hi, it's me. Don't be mad. <laughs> We're fine. Where are you, Caleb? I never thought I'd say this. It's good to hear from you. Where have you been? It's been months. In Gilead, we have your dog. Off constantly has Cybra. They're in Galay. It's been months. What? What? Well, yeah, it's a nat naturally balmy, and he points over to some flowers. Those don't grow in the spring. Dude! Fuck! Gwen's gonna, like, run to the nearest place and sit down and try to contact Chua. <laughs> it's been months, but I never unsummoned my steed. I'm going to call to Ambleforth from across the land. Okay. Everybody does the thing in Home Alone where the mother's like, Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> no, that was months ago when we realized that we didn't have Caleb. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, um, Corey... You call forth Ambleforth. Uh, it is going to take roughly about 
10 minutes or so are you doing it like in the general vicinity of your friends uh or are you like going off to the side to do this just from wherever i am uh i'm not necessarily i'm not summoning ambleforth i don't have that prepared okay i just never unsummoned him so i'm calling him to me okay from wherever he's been for all these months okay uh make an animal handling check with advantage okay a 19. okay as you are calling out for ambleforth corey you hear a rustling in the foliage not a hundred yards away from where you are and you see Ambleforth, but Ambleforth looks different than last you remember them. You are in your spring form currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ambleforth... <laughs> is Ambleforth currently reflecting spring? No. Okay. Amblethorth would be reflecting raven form. Okay. And it is just this very grim looking steed that looks towards you. And you have the connection. Um, it is happy to see you. And begins like starting to make its way over towards you. Cor Corey actually stops him where he is before uh, the rest can see him. Like, she just puts out a hand, like, and telepathically, Sylvan, horse girl, stay where you are. Uh, and she'll walk over to a, a Burns table and start writing a note to her parents. Basically, what's going on? Is everything okay? Just update them on everything that's happened. Okay. Obvious, obviously not everything, but you know, everything that she's been telling them about. All right. And Ambleforth just sort of like rests into the into the shadows of the foliage. They are unseeable. Caleb. Well, is Caleb updated that his spell book is on the Oliver Ask? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He's got some phone calls to make. Corey will finish writing that note and then walk off into the foliage, uh, tie the note to his horns, uh, rub his nose uh, fondly, and then unsummon him. Okay. And Gwen, you go to make contact with Chua. And you are successful. And when you do Chua is you can see like she's wearing like much looser clothing than she normally does like it's summer she's old yeah it's warm <laughs> uh and she is elated to see you again uh and says my chieftain I did not know where you had gone you said that you were going to get your boy, and then our scouts tell us that there was a great battle, and then I lose the 
uh, I, it's like I was trying to reach out to you and it was just going and going and going. Yeah, we I got had, pulled uh, onto a different plane of existence. We had our spirit talkers try and speak to different what? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like they called it the astral plane. I don't know how we got there. Uh, frankly, I don't know how we got back, but uh, apparently months have gone by. It was like two or three days. I don't know. It was hard to keep track. I never got hungry. She nods and says, that is the way of the great seed. It is the 12th of Petros. Oh, shit. It has been almost three months since our last conversation. I'm so sorry, Chua. And she raises her hand. We had our spirit talkers try and find you amongst the dead. They were unsuccessful. We knew that you were still here. Just busy. Uh, we got Kalen back, so that's good. But what's going on with the tribe? What's happening? We are doing the best that we can. Your brother finally worked up the courage to ask the one of his affections. She said yes. Yes. They have been happy together. There is a little bit of uh, resentment for it within the council. Uh, there are talks that they are trying to double up on their votes. But if you see them interact, they are both strong-headed individuals. They do not agree on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shadow beast has moved. Oh, it's, it's not gone? She shakes her head no. All right, that's a separate problem. Noted. Just... But it's not like encroaching on us at all? It stands and just looks at the fortress that you all had run to. That's really weird. Okay. What about the sky? Has anything changed? She says no. Everything is as it was. The great okay. contemplator is still missing. But there have been no immediate changes. Uh -huh. Is there a, is there anything you need me to rule on? And she says, not immediately. Uh, come winter, we will figure out more of what to do with our food stores and how to uh -huh. continue our tribe as large as it is. Right. Um, yeah, uh, can you give everyone a message for me? Just because I know that they haven't seen me in a while. She knows. Uh, and Gwen will give a uh, sort of a speech along the lines of like, uh, your chieftain is still strong. I still stand with you. Um, like, more, not propaganda stuff, but like just building up the, the tribe and we're doing a good job and um you know if if anyone needs anything from their chieftain all they have to do is talk to Chua and Chua will talk to her and that sort of thing sounds good yeah 
Uh, and then she'll let you know. Uh, so we're like super far south, but I I think we have to. I don't think we have anything to do down here. We might have to find a season, but uh, you know, I'd like to go back. I'd like to go back and see you guys and you know see everyone in person. But I don't know how long it'll take us to get up there. Probably a couple weeks. She nods and says, "We anticipate your arrival." All right, I'll give you more details as soon as I know. Did uh, did uh, Rumble Thunder get back? All right. Oh yes. All right, solid. She has been a happy beast of burden. Good. And and are there babies coming yet? And she says no, but they are getting close. Solid. All right. Hopefully, I can come back before they're all born. She smiles at this. All right. And then is there anything else that you wanted to say to Chula? No, that's good. Okay. And then is there anything else that your group would like to do before nightfall? Uh, before nightfall? Um, before taking a long rest, um, Corey would approach Calum as uh, gently as possible and respectfully as possible and say, um... Caleb, I, I don't know if this is inappropriate, but um, I promised Olivier that I would get back in contact with her as soon as possible. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Okay. Um, she will, through Caleb, send a sending to Olivier, uh, which is as follows. We did it. Caleb's safe, uh, but we had to go to the Astral Sea. Miss you. What did we miss? I love you, Olivier. The response back is, I love you too. Très bien. Uh, she's very excited <laughs> at the fact that Caleb has been found. What do you mean, what did you miss? You went to the Astral Sea? I stopped counting words and started just, like, <laughs> doing sentences instead. <laughs> you went to the Astral Sea? Hopefully I will see you again soon. Uh, Corey looks to Calum. Uh, can I send another? I think I've got one more in me. Uh, she looks to him gratefully. Um, shoot, I didn't write this one down. Uh, yes, it was gorgeous. Um, evidently, it's been months. I hope to see you again soon. Got like five more, right? Or ten more? Ten. ten more. Okay. Oh shoot. Um <laughs> Um It sounds like nothing bad has happened. I love you. 
it sounds beautiful. I love you too. <laughs> From what I know, everything is going fine. Arask is back to normal, minus his wings. All right. Corey, thanks, Caleb. His wings aren't back to normal is what she was meaning. Yes. Thank you yes. so much. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, she just looks really happy. Um, we're are, we're not spending the night in the temple, are we? We could. I don't know. It's really up to Calum. I feel like this is a bad place for him. It's fine. Okay. Uh, tonight, Corey. What phase is the moon in? Well. Given that it is the 12th of the month, you are currently in a waning moon. And it looks like you have about three days left until it is a new moon. Okay. Uh, Corey's going to try and connect with Elstree again. Make a religion check. Okay, that's a 16. Okay. What do you say? <sighs> um <laughs> Corey doesn't really know how to pray. Um so she gets out her sword, uh sits with it across her lap, uh closes her eyes and basically says to Elstray, "Well, we're back. If there's anything you want to say to me, now would be a good time." There is no response. And as you look down at your sword with this cracked holy symbol, it just seems unseemly, almost. <laughs> she spends the rest of the night uh, just reaching out to Elastray. Okay. And that is where we are going to close on the four keeps for the evening. Al, as you are making your way through the woods this evening and counting out all of your coinage, you find yourself next to a small lake in the middle of these woods. And you are about to sit down and start making a rest and you see ripples from the water. Mm -mm. And mm -hmm. coming out of this water is what looks like a creature of unimaginable horror. Motherfucker. <laughs> with a white-haired individual brandishing a sword, fighting against it, being lifted up out of the water, and you recognize this to be your friend Aldrin. And he is lifted up and slammed down onto the ground. And it looks like they are currently caught in combat. What would Al like to do? 
he chuckles to himself as he shifts the mask back onto his face. He spins the ergosh in his hand and he slams it, golf swing down at the sand to propel himself outward into the water. Okay. And after you and after you enter into combat, Aldrin will look over towards you and with a nod say, Jackal, it's good to see you again. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and stuck with us through Twitch's terrible, terrible job of hosting this stream. I'm sure it's fine. We wouldn't go anywhere else, especially not Mixer. It's okay. Uh, hey, speaking of things that are finally okay. Hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? We're going to say okay at best. At best. Everybody, I'm RJ here on the channel. You can catch me at RJ's22 on Twitter and Twitch, where you can see some really nice artwork of the boy, not in his current form, in his previous form. Uh, <clears throat> and sometimes I stream games with people and stuff. Uh, you can catch me here, of course, on Mondays as Kaelin the Shatterkai Wizard Cleric, and on Sundays during our Tomb of Annihilation game as Hassan the Yuan-Ti Druid Cleric. To this week on Thursday, you can catch me over at G Game Nights. At 7.30 EST, where I am Theo, a rich kid who just punched his cousin for making fun of his dead mother. Um, in Elegant Suffering, it's a good society game. And of course, on oof, tomorrow and Thursday morning and Sunday morning, you can catch me over at the Hype Goblins channel, where I play as, God, what's his name? Titus. He is a warlock ranger with uh, hell to pay. Solid. I'm gone a week and I forget what to do. Hi, I'm LB Hackemup. You can find me at LB Hackemup. Tomorrow I will be live on my channel, LB Hackemup, on the Twitters, the Twitches, on the Twitches. I'm going to be playing a game. I haven't decided what game it is. And hopefully I'll have the kitten cam set up by then so you guys can watch the kittens while you watch me play games. So that'll be fun. Um, and then uh, Wednesday on Nerdivision's channel, Thursday back on my channel for horror games because this is my life now. Friday on Encounter Roleplay doing the masks game. Saturday, dark. Sunday doing double duty with G Game Nights and Tomb of Annihilation. Tonightkeener.com. Oi, I'm Cyber. Yeah. Uh, you can find most of my stuff at cyberwolf1201.live. Yeah, that was the right that was the right address. There's there's links to the Twitch where play games bad. I talk about lore. There's there's a YouTube, there's Patreon where I do stuff. There's there's merch where you can get all uh, some more stuff with the Arjan thing that's on the mask. Man, why do I always get so tired during this? Specifically during this. Um everything else you can find uh you can find not only me, but a lot of other streamers uh, on jabroni.tv uh, and jabroni.tv tabletop. It's the same site. Check it out. It, they're cool people. Um, what you don't see on there are the games that I'm playing. It's this one. More stuff will come, but but it's this one right now. Uh, yeah. Danaykirin.com. <laughs>
And speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hi everybody, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. I play as Coriander the Elgin Paladin on Mondays and as Baz the Drow Rogue Fighter on uh, Sundays. I don't know why, I keep on trying to say cleric actually. He's not a cleric, far from it. Uh, yeah. Drow the Baz Cleric, <laughs> DanaeKeener.com. And if you've made you it Sonic OC? <laughs> And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this Mondays and Thursdays soon at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All these shows are currently being produced thanks to the efforts of all of you wonderful people. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on Patreon, for joining us on Twitch. It's it's really nice. Thank you. Uh, we are going to be going into our uh, after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. And if you thought to yourself, hey, how do I ask these questions? Check out the Discord link to the side. It's over here, I believe. Or you can find it in the description of this video. We have a channel called Questions for the Courts. It's the easiest way that you will find to be able to get uh, your question to us directly for them sweet answers. But we are going to be heading into that now. So I would like to say once again, thank you to everybody who stopped by and stuck with us. Thank you to these wonderful players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!